everyone. I'm Katie Nelson. And I'm Olivia Mickle. We're two academic sisters. And we host a podcast called What's Her Name? What's Her Name podcast tells you the stories of fascinating women that you've never heard of. We're unearthing the histories of really interesting women that have slipped through the cracks of our collective history. We add era-appropriate music. We interview really fascinating experts Everyone from professors to authors to the manager of a brothel museum. <laughs> we cover it all. So give it a listen. What's her name? Podcast.com. I'm April and I'm Steph and you're listening to The Thirst you can find us online with Twitter at The Thirst soundcloud.com forward slash The Thirst pod iTunes you can search for us The Thirst we're on Instagram at The Thirst pod you can email us if you'd like to thethirstpod at gmail.com um, thank you to everyone who's downloaded episodes and told their friends if you wanted to leave us some reviews on iTunes that would be great um, we do iTunes. like we do like we like iTunes and we like reviews so that's brilliant you can also find a list of links that we've shared over on our Tumblr which is the thirstpod.tumblr.com so all any- those people that are still using Tumblr hey I use it do you Von uses regularly? it regularly no Von uses it I that's use like it all the time fun. anyway it's a good place for free blogging that's true and that's hosting true. our list better of links better than WordPress better than WordPress so um, this is episode 20 20 we've reached the big two I was about to say we reached double figures but that was a while we've ago we've been double figures what's your 20 I had 20th century women oh okay and Good. also the roaring 20s oh the roaring 20s twen- we're in the roaring 20s I didn't 20s. really find any other things that were of, of interest 20 no. no I mean I didn't think of any but the 20s they're a good time the to be alive the roaring 20s your yeah. age you know when you're in your 20s yep. that's a, a important a, uh, time podcast based Gatsby party yeah there you go people that's- like Gatsby parties, people right? Like, do people still? Yeah, yeah. That's Let's a do thing. That. We can do that. Wear costumes. Wear costumes. Um, so for our twentieth episode, because it's a milestone, and we're also halfway through the year, what we thought we would do is sort of throw out mm. the usual format and just kind people of. People did an actual throw. I as did well. do a throwing gesture. Lob it away. Great for podcasting because you can see that, can't you? Um, so we thought we would do a bit of a twenty things we've loved so far in two thousand eighteen. Yes. Um, so this yes. is going to be anything from. TV, movie, music, books, podcast, person, show, news person, event, person. And anything like that. So we just thought we'd we'd mix things up a bit. Maybe it'll even be a shorter it was episode. Hard. Yeah, it might be. I mean, by some miracle, it might be a shorter also, episode. Also, it's just a good excuse to kind of recap some stuff that we probably have talked about on the pod before, or there's other stuff that we haven't talked about. So I think I've probably covered all of this before because well, I can't nice help to myself. Well, it's nice to do a little retrospective. Yes, isn't it? Especially for episode. I've realised I just talk about the same things a lot. That's fine. That's basically. I my mean, mood. a lot of this. We'll never He's talking come. about the same five things on rotation. Yeah, fine. Every day of my life. A lot of this won't come as a surprise to anyone. Shock horror. Shock horror. But... Tell me if any of this is surprising. Right. So um, we thought we'd just sort of start off with um, we'll do some movies first. Yes. Would you like to go first? You can go first. You oh. go first. So, so so here's a few of my kind of favourite movies from this year. Obviously, uh, Lady Bird. Yeah. That. Funny so, enough, that made my list as well. Yeah. Also, my list of. Also, sidebar, a lot of this is sort of things that we've kind of enjoyed in 2018 and also for things that I've done, like movies and TV and and music especially, a lot of them do have UK releases. So, for example, Lady Bird, as we talked about when we covered it on the pod in the first place. It was hella late. We didn't get it till February. But what an impact it had. Oh, wow. I mean, best. I mean, I've, I've written here, my notes are fairly obvious. Greta Gerwig, Sasha Ronan, and Timothée. Bonus, Greta Gerwig. <laughs> That's sure. my... Right, and we rewatched it the other day. We did rewatch it the other day, and I was pleased to report that I enjoyed it just as much as when we saw it in the cinema. It's just so good. And also, I didn't realise that I loved that Alanis Morissette song <sighs> quite as much as I do. It's probably one of my most listened we to We listened songs to it in the car on the way home, didn't we, when so you drove much. me home? It's just... Great. Also, I like that we got to watch it this time with um, with Wesley. That was lovely. He enjoyed it. He did enjoy it. We did have to sort of lessen our reaction to Timothy. Oh, we, That's he did... Wesley's first interaction with Timothy. Like, do... before, it's just been, like, this young child that what, apparently I'm What was quite with. funny is he, when he came on screen and we just sort of silently died on the sofa, he um he did ask who that was. He, he did go, like, is that Timothy? And we were like, yeah. Oh, you mean the co- the cool boy on screen? Cool of course it's Timothy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, he's a dream in that. But so, also that film is just... Oh, I just love it. A soundtrack and just... Uh, I was I was really pleased that on a second watch I did enjoy it just as much as I did the first it's time. It's so strong. It's so just, strong. 
deeply deeply obsessed with it so yes um something else i enjoyed this year is um which we also talked about in the pod before as well is um you were never really here which is directed by Lynn yeah Ramsey. that was great um i just haven't stopped thinking about it since we saw mm-hmm. it and we saw it in march i think it's and pretty, it's pretty it's very intense and it's been on my brain pretty grim slice of like an hour and a half <laughs> it was just <laughs> very intense i do want to rewatch it actually because it's out on dvd here now but i just can't i still it. need to read it because you've read it yeah it's, and interesting. it's still on my to read list. It's but... an interesting little novella. It probably wouldn't take long. I've also just been really obsessed with the Johnny Greenwood score that he did. For I remember it. you saying that um, you've kind of I've been listening to that, to that a lot. Since. So, um, so there we go. Um, something we haven't talked about on the podcast mm-hmm. only because I forgot to do it on the last episode, but and also something that I've really enjoyed this year was um, is Set It Up, which oh, is yes. um, the yeah. Netflix film directed by Claire Scannon, which stars uh, Glenn Powell, Zoe Dutch, um, Tay Diggs, and Lucy Liu, which is part of kind of this. It's been signalling a bit of a rom-com renaissance. It's, yeah, 2018 is the year of the rom-com, right? Really, isn't it? I'm happy. So it's about two personal assistants who team up to make their bosses fall in love so they can get a bit of a break from their hectic work sort of lifestyles, but ultimately they end up finding themselves growing closer, as you'd expect from a rom-com. I really liked it. I mm-hmm. watched it. I'd been really looking forward to it. I really like Glenn Powell. He's brilliant in Everybody Wants Some. Um, and Zoe Deutsch is also in that film as well, and she's brilliant. Um, and the, from the trailer, it just seemed like it was going to be something that was very on brand for me. I love watching kind of rom-coms and just sort of light-hearted comedies and stuff. Yeah, you're definitely more that's, of a rom-com head than I am. That's a real, like, not guilty pleasure for me. Um, And I watched this on a day, I think I was off sick from work or I was having to be at home for work for various health reasons and I just bashed out and it was just so nice and I just, just really, show. really fun. And I just, Uplifting. Yeah, I didn't necessarily anticipate that it'd be one of my favourite things from this year, but it absolutely is. And the other film I've got listed is something that we saw... Um, at the end of last week is um first reformed yeah which is um the new one from paul schrader which is a bit of a return f- to form f- for him the writer director who's sort of had b- a bit of a spotty filmography mm-hmm. um, he's known for his involvement in taxi driver american gigolo raging bull etc um but he's also put on some absolute trash including the canyons which is yeah yeah not, not a i mean film. was that the one before this I think it was maybe this? the one before. Oh, there was Dog Dog Eat Dog. There was a Nicholas Cage film so he did, which is just like previous. Yeah, he's not necessarily someone of late that I've been ever pumped to watch his films. But this in particular had a lot of hype for it in advance, and I absolutely adore Ethan Hawke as discussed he's previously. Brilliant. So I was really looking forward to it. Um, it stars Ethan Hawke as Ernst Toller, who's a pastor at a small church in upstate New York, who has his beliefs and sort of worldview questioned when he meets a young woman called Mary, who's played by Amanda Seyfried and her husband. Michael I mean I I really liked this mm. um I've read a lot I enjoyed it I don't think I loved it as much as you did yeah I think um it's interesting it has been hyped a lot yeah I mean it's interesting actually in, in a year where um I really enjoyed Phantom Thread at the start of this year mm. as well and I think it has a lot of parallels with that kind of yeah it's of similar t- of similar tone yeah similarly case, dark tone but I just thought it was a it's just a really interesting film it felt like an appropriate length I just had it I mean Ethan Hawke in it is phenomenal I'd be really surprised if he doesn't get some kind of mm. Oscar and general awards nominations at some point over the next kind of year or so, but I enjoyed I just... that Amanda Seyfried was in that at the same time as being in like Mamma Mia, too. right? Yeah, so I weird. think when we went to see really it, actually, weird. I completely forgot that she was in it, and then she appeared, and I was like, God, that's such a funny week. That where and Mamma Mia, too. yeah, Mamma Mia, too, what is just out a as combination. Well. But, um, yeah, I really, you know, if you're into sort of something, I mean, it was incredibly bleak. It was really depressing. It is, yeah, it's not an uplifting film. No, like, it's not. It, yeah, it, it's not like it's overly violent or anything, but it's just yeah. No, if you're, if you're concerned about the environment in any way, shape, or form, I probably I don't know whether I would encourage you to watch it because it just makes yeah. I mean, I think like that's probably probably why I enjoyed it in a weird way is that it just tapped into my absolute neuroses about the way that the the world is degrading and also in yeah, a week where we're like experiencing extreme heat in the mm. UK, which is unheard of for it us. It did feel quite funny. Sweltering. To to have a film that focuses quite a lot on like environmentalism and global warming but yeah it definitely taps into something that it's very of the moment it's very, I think. it's very realistic to the yeah it's very oh yeah it's it's, it's not an uplifting point where uh, it makes yeah it's not uplifting quite much. uncomfortable um but um yeah so that I, I mean i just really i really really loved it um so what are some of your things that you've i only added so i only added I only had two on here so I think we've seen so many strong films this year it was tough to make a list yeah and so many films that I've really really enjoyed and I had Thread and The Shape of Water on there yeah oh god yeah of course Um, there's just been some I saw Wind River the other week I really enjoyed that which has obviously came out before but I watched it this year Uh Um, so there have been a lot I tried to focus on ones that I just talked about for a long time so I also had I added Black Panther oh yeah sure 
we spent firstly a lot. i don't think there's ever been such a huge collection of hot men and women in one film right so just a lot for one to thirst after for a long time and the obsession with michael b jordan afterwards was quite intense yes please um <laughs> so i just really enjoyed it and it was really uplifting actually it was, it was like a really easy watch it's not like it's you know significant enough to i don't know it just i had such a good feeling coming out of it and we were so hyped on it before and after and we you know with the premiere and all the outfits and it was, it was a good time such a it was nice a good period of time wasn't it high point it was just a nice positive thing yeah. i've tried to po- focus on some positive things this year because it's not an easy year generally no. <laughs> so uh i would highlight black panther as a good old romp cool so on the tv front it's funny because i remember last time um we recorded i think i said i hadn't really watched any tv recently but actually since then i've watched a lot in the last sort of few weeks so tom and i finished atlanta recently so obviously stars um donald glover brian tyree henry and lakeith stanfield amongst others it's season two so it's a return of urn paperboy and darius etc after a bit of a wait so the first season itself aired in 2016 i think Mm -hmm. and then season two was put on hold because of um donald being glover i thought you said donald being glover donald being glover no donald (laughs) being involved in star wars um first season one bunch of emmys and then also recently um the second season was nominated for 16 emmys oh no not many then have you did you watch any atlanta no so wesley was a bastard and watched it yeah he was he watched it without me like in a day as well so i didn't yeah, even have a chance to be like oh episodes. stop and i'll come and catch up just fucking watched it in a day whilst i was at work and Rude. was like oh i watched this thing called atlanta fuck off Not like i wouldn't be bothered wouldn't um oh yeah i think it's got yeah i guess it's got donald glover in it so you might be bothered so i, I need to set aside some time to watch it by myself or yeah. he insists he'll watch it with me but i don't want him to because it won't um, it won't take you very long it's the episodes are half an hour like each so you'll hour. blast through it but i mean this season i really Isn't it a change in tone this season absolutely so the season this season two i think is technically called robin season which is sort of refers to the period of time um before christmas in atlanta where um there's a high rate of robberies and stuff because people mm. are trying to make money in, in for the holidays um it's definitely a sort of a change in tone um one episode in particular which stood out for me which is a lot of people have talked about online is episode six which is teddy perkins okay um, oh i think you have you tweeted about this yeah i don't i won't spoil it for you because i really want you no to spoilers. watch it but it's it's just i don't know this show feels really set apart from a lot of other things that are on at the moment and this in particular is just a real stylistic choice which i think is just incredibly clever mm-hmm. um, so i've just really enjoyed kind of catching up with that we sort of were quite slow off the mark to kind of even watch the first season yeah yeah we, you didn't watch it when it first no came out, no we you? only watched it last year actually when it was on sort of one of the catch-up things we've got a subscription to so i've really enjoyed that um i've also watched all of season two of glow yes um, so another, ne- i feel bad that's another one i should probably oh, it's worth watching I when you get the a trailer because i don't think i had any interest in it to begin it's a with. hard sell i think yeah and i think i i saw the trailer for season two mm-hmm. and i thought that looked really good and that piques my interest more and i haven't really i hadn't bothered at all before then no it's a funny one actually because i think it's something that's really really good but i don't know how well people engage with it i reckon you could probably blast through that quickly as well mm. again it's half an hour there's episode. so much i've got to blast through you'll though. find some time so it's um oh, will i ever you will so it's uh, about women's wrestling um it's on netflix um stars alison brie bretty gilprin um mark maron amongst others one of the standout episodes episodes for me was episode eight which is the good twin which is um a full episode of the wrestling show as it would have been seen on tv so mm. the actual glow itself oh, okay. is about kind of the filming of the tv show mm. and the relationships between the so wrestlers don't actually and have everything to be interested like in wrestling. no 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 but episode eight is just quite clever because they do show you like what the show would be like mm. if you were watching an episode of it and it's quite kind of ambitious in that respect but it's really interesting it's a bit meta sweet it's very very clever um also goes without saying but queer eye um yeah funnily enough that made one. my List. two um fab five forever and two seasons in one year right well. what a treat for what a bloody treat um and then um i've also got sort of a bit of a one-off episode so i've kind of watched a lot of um the snl saturday night life um season yes. 43 um i'm a big snl 43. fan when did that start then the snl historically mm. in the 70s god so it's been going for a while it's gone a while. Um, but a highlight for me from this season they've had some really good hosts they had ryan gosling donald glover tina fey came back um but the one of the standouts for me was the episode that was hosted by John Mulaney. Um, John Mulaney is one of my favourite stand-up comedians. Um, he worked on Saturday 
Saturday Night Live as a writer between 2008 and 2012. Um, and he's the only, the third writer to return as a host, mm. um, having, despite never appeared as a cast member, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, it had a whole bunch of great sketches, which I really enjoyed. Um, Drag Brunch, The Real Intros of Reality Hills, all of those you can watch on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But um, the one in particular for me, which Tom and I have watched endlessly, is Diner Lobster. Mm-hmm. You should just watch it. I can't even be bothered to describe it because it's so absurd. But it's, it on it's on YouTube. I'll link to it on Twitter and on a Tumblr. It's just hilarious. Um, yeah, so that's me on the TV front. What's some stuff show. that you've, um, you've enjoyed? Uh, I put Queer Eye because of Queer Eye. I feel like those five guys have become like a staple part of my daily Isn't it funny how routine, social media, everything. Constantly just, sending yeah, each other Yeah, just stuff. sending each other pictures of Anthony or, I don't know, listening to Jonathan. Just any... Oh, they're just... They're, they're really fully integrated into my life at this point and I don't really... I'm not a reality TV person per se no. at all. I just don't get it. But this is sort of, yeah, completely different. It does feel different from normal it reality TV, It does feel TV, different. And I think a lot of reality TV is competitive and mm-hmm. I just don't have any competitive streak at all. No. So um, this There's no competition quite, with there's it. There's no competition. Everyone's equal. Everyone's on a level and it's just really positive. So it's been an absolute joy to watch that. Um, I put introducing you to Riverdale was good fun. Oh, Riverdale. Um, yeah, you got to carry on with that. So season two concluded so in May. When's um, it coming back? And it was a bloody romp. Um, I don't know. It will take a year, I they imagine. Were, they had the... They're filming at the moment. They were doing stuff at Comic-Con, weren't they? Yeah, so it's nice to see them all at Comic-Con. I just love them all, really. And I love Skeet Ulrich and I love Cole Sprouse. And again, just fancy everyone on it. And um, hard not to everyone. I don't. Part. I don't think there's anything else like it's my ultimate go-to for like just I'm, comfort watching. I'm really pleased I did start watching. I need to get back on it. I just got sidetracked. But it's again it's because so there's comforting. so many episodes. There's a lot to you know. It's a lot. I think I was. I. I'm about. You can dip in and out of it, but it's also hard to. Maintain. I think I'm just slightly apprehensive of the fact that season two is so long in comparison to the first season. It's batshit as well. I haven't even finished yet, so it's we'll, we'll get there. That'd be my summer. Oh, God, so much summer vibe. It's just. It is the ultimate comfort it's just great i love it i have no i just would never apologize for it um i have been watching six feet under which i've always promised myself i would watch so i'm only a couple of seasons in again finding the time to just like binge anything especially by myself because it's not something i'm watching with wes so um i don't have any life or time to do that so i'm still popping in and out of that so that's good fun i'm trying to reacquaint myself with the leftovers and justin theroux we should Um, do this as a pod thing specifically justin theroux Yes, please. Leftovers plus Justin Theroux. But the book was really good. You bought me the book that I it's did, didn't based I? on. I really enjoyed that. So I was like, fuck, I got like halfway through the first season. I need to carry on with it. So I'm doing that. I did love that you started re-watching it and then you realised you'd already watched the first I was like, the shit, season. I've watched a, I thought I'd watched like one episode. Turns out I'd watched it's, like seven. It's funny because I, Tom and I, like, I think it was actually after season three, the final season mm-hmm. finished. I was like, we realised that it again, it was on catch up on one of mm-hmm. our subscriptions. And we were like, oh, we should probably we should really watch it so I watched the first episode and then I have watched a few more I think but I haven't got much further with it Mm. but I did I really enjoyed it but Tom wasn't that bothered so it's something I have to try and watch on my own but I haven't had any time to do also Wes wasn't that bothered but I feel like Six Feet Under and The Leftovers have been my two treat things that I watched by myself so far this year and I've really enjoyed having that to myself um, I've watched so much TV this year actually you've been really good and on the TV not a lot of it has been awful so that's been really fun the only other thing I added as kind of like a bonus which was like, we've only just started as Sharp Objects because oh, yeah. I think we are enjoying we'll have to I feel like once we get sort of further into that is it we can have a real conversation I think so I think no we... is it small? I don't know if it's shorter than that I don't know it's like a mini series, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's the same length as Big Little Lies, so maybe it is yeah. less. But we we'll um maybe next time we group we'll do an episode I can sense already that's going to be one of my favourite shows that I've watched well, this year. I remember you because I watched Big Little Lies mm. last year and was like really taken by, it, and then you watched it. I caught up on the plane to New York. On the plane to New York, um, and you really enjoyed it as mm-hmm. well. And I'm when the, when it was announced they were doing Sharp Objects, I was really pumped because I. I really adored the book mm. by Gillian Flynn or Gillian as everyone calls him. Oh, Gillian. Gillian oh, Flynn. Um, Gillian, so and also given who was in it and everything like that. So we will we will give we'll dedicate some time to it. So I think yeah, it's that was more of a bonus mention. Yeah. But I can already sense that maybe by the time we come to the end, like to December, and we're doing our whole list, yeah. I feel like that's going to be on there. I've only watched the first two episodes so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I'm, haven't watched last night's no, one. Though. I haven't no. either. So I'm 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 looking forward Exciting. to watching more. Cool music. So my music, I've it was quite hard actually. 
actually because I thought I'd thought this year was had been doing quite well with like stuff I'd been really enjoying but when it came down to stuff I was like would I what's going to be in my like what would be on your list so I've done I've got one album and then I've got three four songs Songs. I didn't even think about songs and then when you mentioned songs earlier I was like fuck there are definitely songs that I've had on repeat that I should be including yeah so I think the thing for me that the thing that I was taken by was the fact that actually there are a lot more songs that I've been obsessed with than like full albums so the only same song like 12 times yeah so the only um album I've written is um Palo Santo which is the new one from years and years yes um years and years are a band that I've not paid much attention to. This is a reason for both of us, really. Yeah, isn't so it? I've been aware of them, but I've not really been like into it per se. Also, they're everywhere now. Like suddenly, isn't it wild? it's everywhere. This, al- this album's really blown up. But um, this particular record, mm-hmm. I've just—it's just wall-to-wall pop bangers. I've become—I've got sort of an affinity for it in the same way I—I I kind of did with um, melodrama last yeah. year, where I just feel like. I can put it on if I'm feeling really shit so much fun. and I just feel like it's yeah. got such a strong start oh, like the very st- the first song, song is an absolute so good fucking banger and, and Ollie Alexander is just a precious angel angel baby she's a real angel baby so I've Beautiful. just really really enjoyed that I mean it only came out actually at the start of this month but in the last few weeks I've just really really rinsed it so and I know it's going to be one of my faves at the end of the year mm-hmm. um, so on the songs front I've got um, No Tears Left to Cry and The Light Is Coming by Ariana Grande so Ariana Grande good shout again we're like late passing on uh... complete late pass so I just wasn't enthralled by her at all I don't think she was as good before no I mean we talked about I think she's hit her like peak Ariana she's really peaking but I mean we talked about her when we talked about the One Love concert in Manchester and actually how I when I watched that I was like do you know what like she had I can get this she's got some songs that are really great and then I'm actually really looking on the basis of these songs in particular I'm really looking forward to her new record Tweener which comes out next month lovely Um, and I've really enjoyed the singles so far again uh, in particular these pop baggers also yeah absolute pop bangers also i'm just very as discussed last time very involved in her relationship i i sort of anticipated that pete and ariana might be one of your like things of 2018 that you've been quite involved in well i haven't actually got them down but i mean adjacent like a bonus there are sort of a bonus. they can be an adjacent you can I'm do just, little bonus things i'm just in really your... really obsessed with them and i think it's probably why I just think. And Pete, so so Pete deleted all his. Oh yeah, sidebar nation. Yeah, um, sidebar. Pete deleted all of his Instagram posts yesterday. When you sent the thing, because you because you know when it comes up on your phone, it just says like, and it didn't show me the picture. It just yeah. said media, and then you'd put Pete just posted this on Facebook, like deleted all his stuff and posted this on Did Instagram. I thought it was going to be that they'd split up. Oh my god, no! So and Le- I was like, oh my god! And then so Lisa alerted this to me. She said like Pete Davidson deleted all of his Instagram posts, and then I checked his Which Instagram big. story, and he posted a thing that was basically like, oh, nothing to worry about. I just think the internet's shit, and I'm just feeling like don't want to be on it, don't want to be on social media. Not Fine. horrible, yeah. As but, in horrible, not him being horrible, but horrible for him. So he's not got it. Anymore. And what I'm going to really miss is Pete Davidson commenting on all of Ariana Grande's yeah it was like little things I love a good maybe he'll just keep it up the only algorithm I do enjoy is that Instagram allows you to see A people you follow and B celebrity comments that's the best algorithm Instagram has ever invented so I hope he's okay I hope he's not feeling the pressure has he considered bringing Instagram back but just disabling comments because Tom Hardy does very well with that yeah maybe it's not even the comment maybe it's just I don't know the aura of social media Mm, being shit We'll, pros- we'll share more as this develops. Yeah. Um, another song I've been really obsessed with is Focus by Charlie XCX. Lovely. Oh, I just Good old Charlie she's XCX. She's such a queen. I, mean, I this- would like to see Charlie I really XCX enjoyed her, much. sort of the last kind of record she did of mixtapey mm-hmm. songs. But um, this song in particular came out on a kind of double A-side single as it is with, mm-hmm. fo- with a song called No Angel, which is good, but not as good as not Focus. As good. Focus is just like, every time I hear it, I'm just like, this is the song of the summer. Um, just really obsessed. And also the song of the summer front, um, One Kiss by Dua Lipa and Calvin Harris. Well, this doer, doer, well doer. We love her. Obviously, I'm completely obsessed. But I just love how nineties this sounds. Uh, yeah, it, it sounds really. like every. It just reminds me of like the school holidays and listening to the radio and just like and just having the one a, song. Yeah, like every time you turn on the radio, the same fucking yeah. song. But it used to be like Ricky Martin living the vida. Yeah, loca. but it's just like 
every time I hear it, it just sounds like the 90s, which yeah. I'm like entirely here for. So, very, um, very good. I just had that on repeat as well. So um, what ah. about you? Um, I put, what did I put? Mentioned this before, uh, they finally released um, uh, a studio recorded version of Prince Nothing Compares to oh, You, which did. was written and composed by Prince for his side project, The Family. Until now, only live recordings have existed, um, including a live duet with Rosie Gaines, which is beautiful. Um, but yeah, it got released this year. It got its own music video, which consists of rehearsal oh, footage. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's rehearsal footage shot in the summer of 1984, which is basically just like Prince pirouetting like 500 times in really big heels. I'm it's gonna, lovely. I'm going to seek um, this out. Yeah, it's really good. It's one of my favourite songs ever. Um, so I was just so, so pleased to finally have it. And I got it on record for my birthday from Ashley, which was lovely. And that meant a lot. Uh, I put Cardi B Invasion of Privacy because I over listened. I kicked it off my list only because I had, I didn't have space for it. I think it just brings people together. You know, I've spent so much time, uh, singing it with Alex Batten. And also at the weekend, I was singing it with Kim quite a lot. Um, so that was released in April. It's got some, yeah, my favorites are still fairly standard. Like I I like it. Money bag. Um, I do with scissor though is now like oh. I've over listened to that song a lot I just really enjoy that it's like early Nicki Minaj yeah it's like Pink Friday Nicki Minaj yeah it's quite aggressive it's so aggressive I love it and sort of very fiercely independent but quite also emotionally vulnerable I like how it's it goes really it goes from like moments. being really emotionally vulnerable to being like so disgustingly graphic it is and if you really tune into it properly you're like this is vile why am I listening yeah, to I this yeah I do it all the time when it, there, so there are particular lines from it where I'm like if, if I read that online or someone or said someone else to me, was listening to me listening to this right now they like, think I was trash oh, an actual piece it. of trash good for her um, yeah, and just as a pop culture figure, she's just great fun, isn't she? Um, can we discuss the fact that she's 25? Don't, because I remember... She was about 47. I remember April. telling Becky that, like, when we were talking about her once, I was like, Bans, she's, like, 25. Why is everyone so young? Why? Why am I an old crony now? And everyone I fancy is a babe. I've done nothing. And all the women what have I done are, with like, my life? right? She's already, like, popped one out and released this record. She has and popped one out. Baby culture. She has culture. popped one out. Baby culture. Let's all stop. Yeah, with the names. Um, can't we just use like a nice baby book with some? Just call her <laughs> baby, baby Melanie. Baby Melanie. Is baby. it culture with a K? It is, isn't yeah, it? Is, yeah, fine. I have no comment. What else have I got? Well, I didn't know whether to add this or not, but I did enjoy a Dirty Computer. Um, that's pretty good. It'll um, be in my final from the year, I reckon. Yeah, I think it's strong. I think particularly because I know it. I think it reached like number six in the Billboard charts or something. So it did do really well. But I also felt like it got heavily eclipsed by Childish Gambino at the same time. Yeah, we discussed that. So also bonus points for her and Tessa Thompson, which I think is like one of the most glorious love stories of 2018. Yes, please. And then this isn't released music, so it probably should go in the other section. Fine. Um, Highlight show-wise, seeing Nine Inch Nails at South Bank. And I guess as a bonus, the release of Bad Witch, which has been very nice. Um, and my other bonuses were Years and Years, which I feel like I've, I'm quite a latecomer to as well. So, um, and Dua Lipa generally, not any specific aspect of Dua just Lipa. Just her existence. Just her existence. Her shit. And her latest haircut. Oh, she looks um, banging, man. She's just amazing. I really fancy her. I watched and, a video yeah. of her dancing to Yes, so did Drake, I. So. Yep. Ugh. Me too. She had a really good little routine She looks going great, on. doesn't she? She's just brilliant. Love she's her. 12 as well. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Everyone is 12 We've done nothing with our we've lives We've done nothing with our lives So that was my music slash Yeah, music So um, that's music um, I've got a couple of books I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. From this year so far I've been Hit reading quite a books. lot I've got a Goodreads goal of 55 um, I didn't set up a Goodreads goal Because it really tapped into something That made me quite anxious last time Oh, fine um, Because I thought if I failed it I would combust so yeah, I haven't done it that's fine time. Might have set, last year I read 50 so for some that's absurd really reason I set myself the target of 55 this year that's alright there's only 5 I'm more I'm 2 books behind though Sketch. The Stand by Stephen King took me 2 months you, you've been reading huge books I, I keep picking up books or choosing books that I want to read then they come in the post and I go oh I it's 1400 un- pages long I can understand the logic of you not doing did the Goodreads challenge this year because you've read so many long books that it's like 
that's an accomplishment in itself. But yeah, like just, just the year of long books. Anyway, year carry long, on. The year of long books. The year of long books. Um, so two things that I've read this year that I really, really enjoyed. One is An American Marriage by Tayari Jones. Um, it's yes. an amazing book written from the perspective of Roy and Celestial, a husband and wife whose marriage is impacted by his wrongful imprisonment and her attempt to move on with her life. Okay. Um, the book is kind of written from, um, through conveyed through letters um, with them writing back and forth to one okay, another over nice. the years with the kind of interjection of other kind of characters that are involved in their life it's just I don't know man it's just it's really hard to describe it gives is a real feeling mm-hmm. when you're reading it mm-hmm. I just it's just one of the most wonderful did it come out this year yeah it was the start of Lovely. this year it's one of the most wonderfully constructed books I've read in a really long time and I just you know when sometimes you have to kind of push yourself to read stuff yes this is complete opposite that I was would, a nice just a I easy... was just like really wanted to read it at any available moment Brilliant. Um, so I definitely it was picked for Oprah's book club I think at the start of this year and you can kind of understand is that like a Richard and Judy book club yeah but like way more prestigious because it's (laughs) less naff because it's not Richard I'm so sorry that's a cultural pop reference as well cultural pop pop culture that's a cultural pop reference that only British people will get yeah it's a bit like that but like not as shit not as shit quite prestigious not on your holiday beach reads yeah absolutely like almost like a award level almost like um, the other thing I've read is A Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. Hey, that's on my list um, to read. Someone else so recommended good. that to me the other day. Oh, so it's, Someone at work. It's so good. I think um, Reese Witherspoon's production company's optioned to Ooh. make it into a series, and I'm so pumped for it because when I read it, I was already like envisaging like how it would work so well as a series and yeah. not as a film so i think they're doing it as a series. so it's a series rather than i think a, so yeah, yeah i'm like hoping so because so it's about um a woman called mia warren and her daughter pearl who moved to the upscale suburb of shaker heights in ohio and rent a small apartment from the richardson family um mia is an artist with a history of moving her daughter from place to place but when pearl joins the local high school she becomes involved with the four richardson children and has it sort of has dramatic consequences um it's got it's sort of an interesting look at motherhood family class and race and it's set in the 90s as well so it's just i don't know again that was something that i just i couldn't put down i just wanted mm-hmm. to read it every eventuality i really liked um celeste ing's um writing um and she's just someone who i just am now really looking forward to sort of seeing what she does in the future so though the kind Is this of her first book no it's her second and i can't remember everything i never told you was her first one have you read it yes i really enjoyed that as well um it's about a girl that goes missing it's sort of i don't know similarly similarly sort of suburban setting yeah i kind of I re- i'm really into that mm-hmm. sort of thing so um yeah i definitely recommend anyone read those if they're after something kind of new um what about you i have put i noticed on twitter yesterday actually that lisa had mentioned um the golden state killer as a sort of general pop culture thing yes which is funny because i had put that on my list um i'd kind of I guess the focus I'm currently reading I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara which I think I've been waiting to read forever and you've got it on your list yeah you um, bought it for my birthday yeah so I'm I'm really really enjoying it and coming at it from a post finding out who the Golden State Killer is it is funny isn't it Um, I think it might be more rewarding because um I'd already knew a lot of the details about this case I knew a lot about it from listening to My Favourite Murder and various podcasts um Wes and I watched Unmasking a Killer, which is this five-part series that came out earlier in the year about it. Um, so I feel fairly well-versed in the details. So it was, um, it's a book that jumps around quite a lot. It's not, it's not linear in any way, so it jumps between, you know, like the 70s and the 80s to kind of present-ish day. Um, so I think without that kind of overview, it might be a bit confusing, mm-hmm. but it works really well if you know what's kind of... Um, going on and it's also just really um, I've got to a bit now I'm like three quarters of the way through where Michelle's driving around with Paul Holes aka the <gasps> sexiest man oh. in criminology he's he's actually about he really is based um, and he's sort of sharing his vague well sort of vaguely sharing theories about who this person would be and they haven't touched on working in the police force yet no. and it's just really funny that they've theorised about you know he could be in the army or he might have a medical background or he works in construction because a lot happens near construction sites Um, I feel like it's been such a big I mean obviously it's been a big moment for forensics and true crime and um, news and you know American culture but pop culture 
has been sort of fairly saturated with the story as well. So I think it's been a, yeah, it's it's a really good time to read that book, actually. I, I am, recommend reading it. I am now. really looking forward to reading it now that he has been caught. You just fly through it as well. Yeah, so I, I sort of, it's interesting, actually. I'm sort of interested to see how it does work in a kind of post, actually, yeah. like, knowing that I think it's actually, probably more rewarding. Yeah, because you, I think it's always, I imagine there's probably a level of satisfaction knowing her work paid off, you yeah. know? and how far off they were or how close they were and also just having that overview of being able to contextualise all of the little bits because it it does jump around a lot so it is great Um, I've also added which is sort of cheating because it's not due out until October Sarah Perry's Melmoth rude Um, it's so rude just perks Um, (laughs) so it's due in October 2018 it's Sarah Perry's third book Um, I don't know about the rest of the world I think it's but England and the UK have been completely just obsessed with Sarah Perry for the past few years. She's a delight. Um, She is an absolute delight and she lives in our city and I just want to be her best friend. friend. Um, She brings carrot uh, coffee cake to work sometimes. She's just amazing. Um, I think we share like an affinity because she's very much into a gothic novel. Yeah. Um, And Melmoth is very much that as well. It takes its title from Melmoth the Wanderer, which is a a book by Charles Maturin, which I think came out in 1820. Um, And it is very much a a gothic kind of romance horror story. It's based in Prague, like the winding streets of Prague. And the narrative is sort of layered. It's stories within stories and manuscripts and diaries within stories. Um, And it's just... It's a really nice. It's just a feeling. It's a really nice feeling. I, I shouldn't say nice because it's not nice. No, but, but I know what you. I know what you mean when when you just get that from a book. And I do. I read it when we were we funnily enough. It's so hot at the moment, but when we were snowed in and there was oh, so yeah. much snow, and yeah, I just stayed in bed and read it, and it was just wonderful. So, um, when it does come out, I hope everyone reads it. Um, I've actually got quite a few book things. Um, I've got, I've noted, it obviously didn't come out this year, but um, I'm, I started my Stephen King challenge this year. I'm so impressed with so this. So it's, it's, well, I've done some calculations. Uh, so I'm trying to read all of Stephen King's bibliography chronologically, um, starting with his published novels, of which there are 59. You're mad. Uh, so this year... You haven't set a time frame for this, right? No, I haven't set a time frame, (laughs) but I've started back from the beginning again, so I've gone Carrie, Salem's Lot, The Shining, The Stand. Um, I've left the Richard Backman books, which are published under pseudonym, out for now. Um, if I carry on this rate, it's going to take me seven years to read the novels. Um, and bearing in mind I'm not just reading them, I'm trying to do one, yeah, yeah, every other is a Stephen King. Um, and it really didn't help that the stand was f- almost fifteen hundred pages it's, long. You took the what stand to Dublin, didn't you, with us? Yeah, and I was just like what so impressed by fucker. how big it is. Yeah, so far we've had one novella, and the rest of them have been like oh five hundred pages, and then one just gigantic. What's next? Such a uh, the next one is the Dead Zone, which I think is probably more like five hundred, okay. which is achievable. Are you going to be rereading stuff? I'm a bit. I'm I'm kind of choosing to so Carrie I reread I didn't reread uh, Salem's Lot because I read that a few years ago yeah. so I'm I'm sort of yeah, you won't be like rereading it cause I'm just... not going to reread it because I read that last year and it's five years long um, but it's going to take me seven years to read these and then I can move on to the ten collections and the five non-fiction titles and then I can consider reading all the short stories you might be forty by the time I'm you do going this. to die and then I still won't have read but I'm also buying them all. So before I've read a lot from the library, but this yeah. time I'm buying for like buying two pounds each. Yeah. But I'm buying every single one because I want to have a whole bookshelf. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, Stephen King, I think generally has been uh, a thing this year. It's very very Stephen much. King-y year. Castle Rock premieres in, I think, like two days, which I'm I really gonna, excited um, for. I was going to ask you if you were going to be watching this. I absolutely am going to be watching. It's got also, Bill Skarsgård in it. Um, Castle Rock is the setting for a lot of... Um, Stephen King books I think Needful Things The Dead Zone Cujo The Body which is what Stand By Me is taken oh, yeah. from there's a load of others as well so it's it's a setting and I don't know how well I think it's you know it's it's a series so it's it's you know I don't think it's it's not like it's borrowing directly from Stephen King and it? it's not following any of those novels but no, I mean it's... I think it might incorporate you know some of the stories it'll be interesting it's I had suppose. really good well it's had really good reviews from people I think matter matter yeah and it's had like meh reviews sometimes from people I don't really care about so Can't please everyone um, they're also redoing Pet Cemetery. and yeah I heard that yeah so I'm, I'm also so 
really excited for it part two. Oh my god! Mostly because we're so excited for so the it. casting. It was announced for all of that, which I think we talked about. But there were and it's of, so strong. There were pictures of everyone together, the Losers Club together, and I just was like dying. And they've got all the kids on set as well because I think they must be doing flashbacks. <sighs> yeah, they must be. Um, it's just going to be a dream. I really enjoyed that film. I have no I shame for how much really, I enjoyed really, that film. I um, made Tom watch it recently. Tom's not a horror movie person, and I was like oh it's fine it's not that bad and then we were watching it and I was like it's I quite remember, bad I don't remember that in the cinema I don't remember that it's um, quite bad but I just am really pumped on the casting which includes Bill Hader Jessica Chastain and one of my favourite people in the entire world James Ransone yes um, Ziggy from The Wire big up gonna, I'm, I'm just I'm gonna say now that when it comes out and everyone's like really obsessed with him for being like weird and handsome just be like I called I'm it gonna be like yo I was ago. obsessed with him when he was, I was in the, the OG and creepy yeah I was um, I was the OG my only other one isn't really a book but I did add it I don't know if it really counts as a pop culture moment but um, meeting Margaret Atwood was quite an important thing um, got to meet Margaret Atwood in February she loves Norwich she's a fan of uh, round these parts I really liked when Margaret Atwood was here and she was staying for an, a period of time there were like multiple occasions where I walked past You're her like, on my way home her? from work because she was staying somewhere that was where I was walking past every day and I would be going home and she would be going out to Coming dinner. Coming out exactly the and same time. And I was time. just like, it's Margaret fucking Atwood. She's just hanging out. She just likes Norwich. Don't ask her her reasons why because they're not as romantic as you'd think. So we just don't. We just don't care. We don't cover but them. She's here. Um, but I thought I'd get to say hello to her very, very briefly and that would be it. Um, but I ended up spending quite a lot of time with her and talking to her and... I spoke, spent a lot of time with her husband and her son. Um, they wanted a tour of my workplace because it's a very old building. So I spent kind of like 25 minutes with them just going around and they were, you know, telling me anecdotes about her and stuff. And it was just really bizarre. But I thought she'd be quite a formidable, scary person because she can be. But I think she was putting on her best graces yeah. because she was very, very sweet. Um, so that was that was a tip top moment. I'm so glad that you got to do that. It was a joy. I hope she well she will be back because she comes back regularly. But um, she can come on the podcast next time. I'm yeah, sure she's got loads to say about knitting. I bet she's got loads of opinions. <laughs> um, lady. So um, I've got a couple of podcasts. So have I. That I've quick shout been outs. Really enjoying. Um, so one is called Good One. Mm. Um, so it's a podcast from I don't know about this. Vulture. Um, it's um, where comedians come on and they talk about particular jokes either from uh, their stand-up or comedy specials or something like they've a done knock, on knock TV. Joke. No, sort of like skits and sketches, oh, yeah, yeah. so like bits from their stand-up. Um, the episodes that I've... I mean, it's a mixed bag. Some people I don't care about, so I don't listen to the episodes. That's all right, though, if you can get away with just skipping them. Yeah, I mean, so the stand-up episodes for me have been um, John Mulaney again. Um, there was an episode where Taika Waititi comes on and Lovely. talks about a particular scene from Thor Ragnarok which was brilliant because I could listen to him talk forever and I listened to it on a day where I was feeling very very sorry for myself because I wasn't oh. feeling very well I listened to it and I was in the bath and it just he's brought me so like lovely. so much joy because he's so he's happy so and he's just a really great guy um, so if you're kind of into kind of sketch That's comedy cool. or comedians talking about their art um, definitely recommend that I just completely stumbled across it I think by accident and I was like oh this is like absolutely my vibe mm. um, and something else I've really enjoyed which I don't remember if I've talked about is a podcast called All Right Mary mm. um, um, it was a podcast oh it is a podcast sorry that um, recaps RuPaul's Drag Race so I oh, started lovely. listening to it at the time that we were watching um, All Stars season 3 and blasted through the episode they basically spend like two hours breaking down every little bit of the episode and as someone who's really into like analysing everything in detail and nuance Easter eggs yeah, Easter eggs everything like that it's just real catnip and the two hosts are just hilarious and they just I don't know it's just it's, if you're into like RuPaul's Drag Race or drag culture or gay culture or anything like that it's just dumb absolutely worth listening to um i just added a shout out to thursday kit because it's been i mean a lot of the podcasts i've listened to have been continuations of what i've already been listening to in previous years yeah. so it hasn't been um but thursday kit has been very very funny have you um, listened to all of the second season i haven't listened to all of it yet no have so you listened to the mark ruffalo episode? i have listened to mark ruffalo yes i listened to tom hardy um i just really i'm so glad they get mark ruffalo you know it like just, honestly of all the episodes from this season so obviously like they they talked about sebastian stan this they did season. sebastian stan they did jake gyllenhaal yes they did tom hardy so for us it was like peak peak, I mean, peak the, april and steph the end of the last season they did chris 
Evans yes. and interviewed Chris Evans, which if you haven't is listened amazing. to amazing. Honest to God, the man is a hero. Oscar Isaac, the Oscar, Oscar Isaac, Isaac, Michael B. Jordan. It's been a good season. They started on Colin Farrell when they did their first episode yeah. ever season. They just they've gone with some blind. But the Ruffalo one, I think, in particular, was like this is such a niche kind of like because I, I I'm a big Mark Ruffalo fan. But when I often tell people, it's not that, just us that I like fancy Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, that's like, a totally a thing. Oh, that's a bit weird. No, it's not. It's perfectly normal. He's hot dad. Hot dad. Hot dad. Hot dad. Yeah, that's probably the only podcast show I need to give. A lot of them have been... I've listened to, funnily enough, a lot of true crime podcasts. You so love true crime. Continuations. Season three of Someone Knows Something was great. Season two of In the Dark, which focused on the case of Curtis Flowers, was very, very good and hard-hitting. Um, I just love a true crime podcast. Um, I've been trying to listen to Case File because I know Jack Redden loves it a lot and I'm just about getting over the guy's really dreary Australian accent. How can you be Australian and sound dreary? Like that's, that's not possible, that's such a good it? accent. It's just it's very monotone. Um, so yeah. So I guess the kind of my my last section is other. Yes, misc. This is my favourite. Misc. So this I've is, got more in misc than I've got in anything else. I didn't else. really cut this down, you know. It's all the random shit that didn't really go anywhere else, but I've been really enthralled by this year. So my first one is is a good one. It's um, Army Hammer's tra- Adidas tracksuits during awards yes. season. Yes. Slash. Timmy and Army during awards season. So this is Wonderful. well documented. This has um, been in 2018 as well, yeah. Yeah, because Oscars. Oscars. And... So obviously Army Hammer famously missed out on an Oscar nomination for his stellar performance in Call Me By Your Name. Which is And he sank ruthless. into somewhat of a despair. But um, I like how it manifested itself, which was when he was doing a European press tour in promotion. He just gave up. He just gave up and started wearing Adidas tracksuits the entire time. Much there's to a, his wife's, like, disgust. Elizabeth Chambers, not into it. So there's a picture of him but outside really an airport in a black Adidas tracksuit. There's Timmy one side, there's Luke. And everyone thought Timmy was the slack one, like, with right. his fucking socks and his trousers and his, you and know. So then Army started appearing like he was at the Louvre in front of a famous picture. I think it was the Mona Lisa yeah. just on the phone in his tracksuit. Then he got a red one. Then he had a bit like a, a grey one. He just doesn't. He's a man who doesn't give a shit. It was. But l- looks really good. The tracksuit it became yeah. known as. Um, there are a couple of really funny articles written on Vulture, which I'll share, which basically document um the ludicrousness of Army Hammer's um tracksuits. I also enjoyed on the Army and Timmy front when Army couldn't attend. I think it was the Independent Spirit Awards. Where oh my was, God! When um, Timmy, because he was sick, he was sick, and so he ah. was facetiming Timmy during ah. the ceremony. That was a delight. So he couldn't possibly survive without. Yeah. Also, I imagine they still ring each other. Every I bet day. they talk all the time. Also, Timmy dabbed at an awards ceremony. That was a great one. It makes it? me feel quite sick, but also I really love it. Dab. Dab. Um, another thing I really enjoyed from this year is I finally saw Hamilton. Yes. And it exceeded my expectations. Excellent. Um, I had to wait a year and a bit to go because tickets went on You didn't sale. add your own, you didn't add a musical section to this list. I could have done a musical section. I love, I love a musical. <laughs> um, but it definitely is my favourite theatre experience ever in my entire life. And Excellent. I just want to go back and reacquaint myself again. Um, also, um, I really enjoyed Chris Evans and Captain America's beard slash finally mm-hmm. caving to uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe hype slash yes. Infinity War. Memes. You did cave big time. It's been a big MCU year for me. So obviously we were pumped on Thor last year. We absolutely adored. And then so good. going into 2018, we had Black Panther. At the end of last year, there was the Infinity War trailer, which it was revealed that Chris Evans, yes, was going to have a beard in this instalment. Beardy cap. I lost it because I... Um, I'm a big Chris Evans fan. Not sure Are you? Look at your wallpaper podcast. on your. Oh my god, it is, yeah. isn't it? I'm really sorry you have to look at this. So my current desktop wallpaper on my on my laptop is Chris Evans reclining on a bed with a book and a pencil and a moleskin journal, like mm-hmm. he's a writer, babe. Um, so yeah, just big big fan of that. Um, I also went back and filled in a lot of the MCU gaps in my viewing. Um, yeah, MCU has been a big. I don't know. It big was, thing for you. You this mentioned year. when you where the weather was really bad and you read the Sarah Perry book in bed I spent a lot of time basically watching I do remember of, this lots of MCU films because there was nothing to do and I just came home from work and I was just like we're going to watch all of this stuff so I'm so sorry great. for the creaks by the way I just have to move sitting on the floor, floor. Um, also I really enjoyed all the Infinity War memes the um, I don't feel so good and then the person disappears that was yes. great um, I'm not sure if you noticed the parallels with the leftovers oh my god yes having rewatched it yes but that's a good one and also to conclude this section of other random stuff um, the 
Kate Blanchett and Harry Styles style twinning oh my slash God, Harry mine. Styles 2018 tour leg yes. and his outfits. So there was a thread that we've shared multiple times um, that Fiona put together, which is a Kate and Harry yep. um, wearing the same outfits yep. type thing, which is just, I could look at that for hours. It's priceless. Um, but then also just generally with his sort of 2018 leg of um, his tour, Harry Styles outfits of just... Gucci, 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 he's Gucci, just, Gucci. He's a well-dressed man. And God bless loves, Harry Lambert. He... Harry Lambert knows how to dress him and he just documents it so well on Instagram. Um, there was an article that came out um, at the end of last week, beginning of this week, which is on The Ringer, which was um, the Harry Styles Style Matrix by Kate Halliwell. That was very good. Which basically breaks down It all should be of, made into a poster. I just want it on my wall. Like yeah. It breaks down all of the outfits that he wore into various different categories and sort of talks about the best ones and everything like that. And I just, for me, I was like, do you know what? That's content that like directly appeals to everything I absolutely adore. That is me as That a is person. just me in, in one article. And I just, I, honestly, we could just look at Harry in a suit for hours so um that's me what are your real some of yours uh so let's begin with the year i realized my older man crushes particularly woody harrelson and michael shannon um can i just tell you that tom and i watched recently and as in the only thing i've watched new this month that isn't first reformed is now you see me and oh my god did you were they any good now you see me the first one i think is a legit fun film okay because for two reasons. Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. Mark Ruffalo. Like, He's a, another older man. And I was watching it and I was just like... Mark, Dads, I want to bang. Dads, you want to bang. Woody Harrelson is so handsome in it. So handsome. He's just so what like... With I just want to hang out with him. He's just cool. He's and a bit charisma. And charisma. Yeah, his charisma is... I mean, he's... Because I rewatched three billboards recently. Yeah. And I like, I just die a little bit yeah. in that middle bit. You should like, watch, I just can't handle it. I reckon you should watch Now You See Me because it's pretty funny. I think it's he absurd. increased my enjoyment of Solo by at least like 37%. I'm going to be honest and say when I think about going to see Solo, the only things I think of are Woody Harrison and Donald, Donald Glover. I don't remember yeah. anything else about that Just film. the eye candy. It's so, just good. And when we watched The Shape of Water and I was like, <laughs> do I tell April that I seriously Finally. want to bang Michael Shannon? Um, particularly when he's a bit awful, which is always in films. Um, and you agreed, and that just felt. I really mean, good. I've consistently been grappling internally with how much I fancy Michael Shannon for an exceeding long, long period of time. He's so, so whenever, hot. whenever what the hell? anyone tells me like, "Oh, I think I fancy Michael Shannon," I'm like, "Oh, welcome to the club! Finally, yeah. some new members." Just it's a thing. So catch. Just I think I'm at an age now where. Firstly, there's the older men, mm-hmm. and then there's also the younger men. Timothée Chalamet, which is becoming an issue because I just don't know whether it's right. And like I said, <laughs> I was so like 25, man. I don't need to go lower than 20. I can go 24. I'll go 24 for Harry Styles. That's fine. And yes, you know, when he was 23, that was acceptable as well. I was like, that is my bottom. And then Timothy Chalamet comes along, and it's fucking 22. So, yeah, that's been... Those have been... It began with, you know, Timothy Chalamet wearing that white shirt at the Oscars. Doing a dab. Goodbye. We've had Timothy as Harry on Twitter. That's another blinder. We've had him as famous paintings. We've had him with Weekend and Shania Twain. (laughs) We've had him with his vape. I just can't deal with it. Do you remember when he was in Lincoln? Oh, right. So we haven't addressed this. (laughs) But April and I were genuinely, genuinely making plans to go to Lincoln which is where I think it's worrying um, I, we were going to go to Lincoln because he was filming there but then he left like I think he knew we were coming because he left like the day before we were going to go and went to like so fucking rude. Hamburg or somewhere far away it's so rude um, super super rude I just want to see Timothy in a bowl cut um, so yeah so it's been a year of younger and older men crushes yeah. um, I've also added uh, Kate Blanchett and Rihanna as moods generally oh god um, I think most moods can be we summed up we haven't even talked about Ocean's 8 have we no we haven't had a chance to talk about Ocean's 8 yet but that was a blinder that was fun oh, that Kate Blanchett in that film was a bit much just so Rihanna much in that Rihanna film, in that much. film the pair of them I just, just felt so we went to see that with it was just you me and Tom yeah and I honestly the entire time I was just like clutching your hand anytime anyone appeared like, on the screen I was like so, having a personal I moment I just can't believe any of them I want to be them and also be with them and it's just both of them I think have been just moods this moods. year on repeat as well so even before like Oceans Kate Blanchett with Harry and 
like Rihanna is just been getting like she's just happy she's just Rihanna. being herself I love, I love how Rihanna doesn't give a shit about she anything just she just doesn't give a shit and I love it and she's just yeah you just can't criticise her she's great Absolutely so cool. the pair of them together have been a mood um, I've also put uh, the cultural relevance of peaches so oh. <laughs> mainly because I can't now pass um, a, a peach sticker or a punnet of peaches without buying them for you um, because everything Thanks. just rolls back I've to... I've got a peach on my phone. You've got a peach on your phone. Oh, look, there's Anthony. Um, next to an aubergine. Um, peach is basically the new aubergine. I think it is. It is. Peach, peach is the new aubergine emoji. Yeah, it really is. I've not... I've stopped using aubergine so much now. I just use a peach. Just use peachy. Because especially... Peachy with a little squirty emoji next to it. Yeah, because you just know what it right? means. Well, you know what it means. And if you get it, you're in the club and you get it. If not... And it's just become a thing... Um, but yeah, I, I actually can't help myself, and I have eaten more peaches this year. Well, it's like last year it was kiwi, this year it was. Oh my god, it was. The just peach, going through the yeah, fruits. Wow. My other two were uh, Harry Styles on tour. Yeah. Much the same as you, uh, because there are some obsessions that just never die, and Harold just is really, one of them. When he's on tour, I just love the the group shots of him and his band as well. Oh my god, they're all so well dressed together. Mitch. When he wore a kilt, and ugh, oh, Mil- Mitch always ugh, oh, Mitch all in of that them. Beetlejuice suit. They're just they're, they're such a unit, oh, such yeah. a lovely unit. Um, we've had floral patterns, diamond motifs, kilts, leopard print, glitter flares, brow- blouses, and a lot of pink. He loves a pussy bow. Oh my god, he loves a pussy bow. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's just uh, just a oh, just gonna more well dressed men. Miss please, him so much. I'm gonna miss him so much. We, it's just it's too much. But it's just more more well dressed men, please. Yeah, please. I think there have been more. It's becoming more of a thing. Absolutely. Um, just more well dressed men. Also, as a bonus, medicine as a track, just oh, because it's, it's 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 good and all the boys and the girls are here. I mess around a bit. It's, it's a it's a thing. Um, and finally, perhaps the biggest moment of this entire year. <laughs> is um, Big Dick Energy. <laughs> I'd forgotten about Big Dick Energy for a bit. How could you? So this BD. began on Twitter around the time uh, Ariana Grande commented on her boyfriend Pete Davidson having um, being quite well endowed. Um, and also there were quite a few tweets after Anthony Bourdain died. Um, you know, just really doing him justice, Anthony I'd say. Anthony Bourdain passed away and I'm absolutely devo and we've been watching loads of Parts Unknown recently depressing yeah. myself because I just miss him so much. But Anthony Bourdain is like the epitome of big dick he energy. He is big dick energy. I love Anthony He's such Ugh. big dick energy. Um, so for big those who deep don't deep. know and need to go and explore, um, just quickly, uh, there's, I think the first article that we came across was, you know, he got that big dick energy by Alison P. Davis. Yes, yeah, so it's been quite contentious, this subject, but... Oh, no, I'm, we're just fully on board. So um, BDE, big dick energy, is a quiet confidence and ease with oneself that comes from knowing you have an enormous penis and that you know what to do with it. It's not cockiness. It's not a power trip. It's the opposite. A healthy, satisfied, low-key way you feel yourself. Well, there's a certain gait, sort of like you've got a massive dick swinging around, but also a twinkle in the eye. Like if you look right at that twinkle, you can see a dick swinging in the eye. It's the thing that makes people boggingly attractive to others, like Pete Davidson. It's also reflected in the way others look at you, like you can see your own big dick swinging in their eye. Example, how Ariana looks at Pete, big dick Davidson. See, the thing thing is that Pete Davidson's not conventionally hot, but like he's got such a He's got the BDA. I mean, I think it must have been in that particular article where it goes through like lots of famous people. And it's like Kate Blanchett, Absolute big Justin Theroux, Harry Styles and Timmy. I was pleased Obviously. to report that of all the Chris's, Chris Evans definitely has big, big I energy. would, yeah, yeah. It Always is it. astronomical, I think they called it. Rihanna with her Teflon cervix. Oh my God. Um, Trent Reznor is not in that list, but I think we, we he's the granddaddy of big, BDE. Big, um, big Daddy always. It's just so, it's something I actually devote quite a lot of thinking time to. Yeah, we did spend a lot of time thinking about various different people that... Who do and don't, do and or don't. might... Or you might be confusing actually acting like they're well endowed yeah. with having BDE. It's, it's hard, I think. Yeah, but it's a fine line. But when you know it, a fine line. when but you get like a PhD in recognizing BDE, when it's there, you, you know. If you know, you know. It's an aura. Dedicate some time to that. So that's um, our picks from this year. We did ask other people yes. to share. So I've got a big. I list. hope you collated them. I collated I them into a handy list. So I'll oh, just run through God some of them because people did take the time to share. So Thank you guys. first. 
but of course who would we have at number one but Von um, so Von's sort of films from this year Black Panther Annihilation I used to be normal um, on the TV mm. front she's mentioned Killing Eve Queer Eye and Brooklyn God I really want to watch Killing Eve so bad I want to watch Killing Eve I have Eve no too. TV no TV no time for TV I or anything I have watched it I definitely want to um, albums she's got Dirty Computer by Janelle Monet. Expectations yep. by Hayley Kiyoko um, mm. one of my songs actually I kicked off my list was the Hayley Kiyoko and Killani song kicked. which is so Killani, good always good um, and Love Monster by Amy Shark um, song she's got 1950 by King Princess Bloom by oh, Troy yeah. Sivan and Nobody by Mitski that Mitski song's a banger yeah. and general Harry Styles fans as discussed yeah. Pete and Ariana and then as also discussed. full on communism which, oh yeah. well yeah I mean that is that is 2018 um, Thomas um, on the TV front Queer Eye and Atlanta season 2 um, he's also got Janelle Monet. Um, on the music I'm glad front. that's being mentioned a lot yeah um, Jericho Sunrise by Hot Snakes um, Palo Santo by Years and Years yes. and Tell Me What You Mean by Courtney Barnett which I've also really enjoyed um, he's just finished The House of Impossible Beauties by Joseph Cassara which is about um, a drag house in New York in the 80s which I desperately want to read some that of sounds very doing good. that and also his person or people are of the year so far Ollie, let me guess Ollie Alexander and Jonathan Bannes from Queer Right, of course of course um, Stacey or also mentioned um, season two of Glow. On Lovely. the music front, she mentioned Post Malone. And on the film front, she's got Avengers Infinity War, The First Purge, Incredibles ah. 2 and Blockers. Um, I haven't seen The First Purge yet. That no. means that it might actually be good. Yeah, I really want to see it. Um, I really want to see Blockers as well. Mm. It's a stupid American comedy, but it's just got those people in it I really enjoy. So I was desperate to watch that. Um, as you mentioned, Lisa mentioned um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark by We're Michelle so tapped. We just tapped into each other there. Um, and the sort of general excitement surrounding the capture of the gold state mm-hmm. killer um she also mentioned a book called the immortalist by chloe benjamin mm-hmm. which i read recently um she sort of says that it's probably one of the most hype worthy books of the year um i did really enjoy it i didn't i don't think i enjoyed it as much as she mm. did um but it's definitely worth reading it's a very interesting cool. premise um so i reckon um people should check that out um amanda from uh, amanda's picture show go go podcast um mentioned Lovely. annihilation avengers infinity war and uh, hotel artemis which i think has only just come out here and I'm is that the um what is that is that the it's a film uh, with jodie foster and a bunch of other people in um, are you thinking that it's related to john wick yes i am yeah, no it's not i thought what's the john wick one that's then? continental oh i did exactly go. the same thing i was, thinking I was, it was like john wick. oh my god that's out it's already. the john wick film um, yeah. but it's not but it looks really really good so i'm quite intrigued by that um vix mentioned um season four of the bridge glow season two um keeping faith um and this is us i really want to watch this is us but i don't yeah. have the time yeah nah, maybe yeah. one day paisley loves that as well yeah but one one day one day maybe add it to your maternity list april yeah right whenever that happens um on the books front she's mentioned not it's not a year, this year release but she has just finished the hate you give by angie thomas and she's Lovely. looking forward to the film this autumn which i am also very much looking forward to um and hannah mentioned um something called money heist which is the castle of de pal pal um, that's really bad French Spanish. That was great. Language. Well it's a Spanish language uh, series on Netflix. Um, she also mentioned Mortimer and White House Gone Fishing, and This Is Us and Queer Eye as well. Lovely. And Terry mentioned um, just generally Donald Glover. Good shout. Oh, Handmaiden's Tale. Oh my God, I did it wrong. Handmaiden's Tale. Did you say Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. Season two, which like I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm ever gonna watch. I it. mean, everyone keeps saying it takes about a week to recover after each episode, so I, just, I think I'm not. It's don't, funny, isn't don't it? Don't tell old Peggy, but it should, it should be something that we're super pumped on, and yet neither of us have got. The I think if I'd started it when it started, I would have carried it through. But who knows? Maybe I don't one day. Think you can binge it? No, that's why I don't think I will catch up. No, I don't think I'll catch up either. It's, everyone else is watching it for um, us, great. Everyone else is watching it for us. Also, it's 2018 and the year is stressful enough and I can't bring myself to watch something which basically tells you how shit it is to yeah. be a woman when you've already got Like we that. need reminding, like guys. Like we need reminding, guys. So that's our little recap of uh, 2018 so far and the things that we've enjoyed. And um, we'd be really interested to hear what everyone else has sort of enjoyed um, in the first sort of six months of the yeah, year. Yeah, send so them over. Do feel free to send them over on Twitter, Instagram, email, Tumblr, however you wish. Um, pigeon. Pigeon. Can you imagine if someone oh sent us God. a pigeon? Or could a I letter? keep it? You could keep it. I could tie pigeon? it to a nook. I could tie it to my hedgehog. That would be weird. Put it in her little... Sp- bikes and her little spindles that would be really strange 
Um, so, and just to sort of quickly round up, um, our obsessions of the week, um, whomst is yours? Whomst, because it couldn't be anything else, could it? It, had no. to be, it has to be someone. Um, yeah, probably Justin Theroux. That's fair shout. Um, yeah, it's just really hot. He's got, he's, it's the Colin Farrell vibe, isn't it, Farrell? Yeah, you first. No, I didn't mean, for a minute I was really worried that I'd said Colin Firth. <laughs> Do you and not that think not, that Colin Firth is hot? I mean, he's sort of hot in a dad way, but like, I, I'm not fussed about seeing him in cool. anyway, Justin or Theroux. anything. Anyway, Justin Theroux has got a Colin Farrell I vibe. I like um, that. It's the eyebrows oh, it's and the dark eyebrows. complexion. The, the eyes, the eyebrows, beard, general demeanour. I like that when we hung he's out last wacky. week and we were going to watch films, you were suggesting things. And I was the only person that realised that the common thread in these was was Justin three. You were like, can we watch Mulholland Hull Drive? And I was like, no, no, I don't really can't prepare myself for that. Not emotional. What about this one? What no. about American Psycho? Uh, because Justin I feel like there's a no, no, it had nothing to do with that. It was and then, just and, then and then you flat out were like, what other films has Justin Theroux been in? <laughs> can we watch one of them? And I was like, a lot of a bad American comedies, which you will not enjoy. That's true. I'm, I do struggle with an American comedy, but um, I probably would watch it for him for Justin Theroux. Yes, well, I admire your yours? dedication. Um, mine's probably Lakeith. Stanfield yeah from Atlanta I've spent a lot of time um I spent a lot of have time. you been in an internet k-hole yeah man he's just so hot like he's just also really weird as well like he's just quite aloof and a bit strange and like I was sending Becky um loads of pictures of him because we were just sort of discussing Atlanta and how much she and Sam love it and how much she loves God, that is a peak Becky and Sam show I bet yeah, I can imagine Sam loves analyzing that stuff um and she was saying about how much um, how much she loves Darius, who is the character mm-hmm. that Keith Stanfield plays, and he's just—I don't know, man—he's just really handsome. And there's just a couple of videos of him just like dancing on Instagram, which is just random. Like songs. a ma- yeah, like anyone who could. Also, dance. I said to Becky, and she she liked how I described this. I said he's a real clothes horse in that he can wear literally uh, anything. Well dressed, well yeah, dressed, but like yeah. absurd like constructions of outfits that shouldn't work on anyone, but do does work he does it in wouldn't a, work on me no if you if i said to like any other person like oh wear those trousers with that jacket and that hat they'd look it like stupid. stupid but with him you're like fucking hell that works there's um darius the character in atlanta is very much like this as well like he just has like absolutely bizarre match-ups and mm-hmm. outfits but you're just like fucking hell you're making that work excellent so um what's your phone background um my phone do you know what my phone background hasn't changed it's still a picture of me and my oh. mum, which is lovely my first ever uh, oh my MacBook background on my new MacBook is a super high picture of Timmy. Um, super high, super high res, but he's also probably high. That's really high res. Isn't it lovely? You can basically see his paws. You can see all the threads on his shirt. You can. And I'd also like the graining. Of yeah, his, the graining's the lovely. Table. And his jaw is particularly pronounced here. It's very pronounced. Good yeah. shadowing. Right? It's lovely I shadowing. I really like that. There's a tip top background of... Very, yeah. good, very good very resolution. Good, so did, that was... you, did you Google image search and put high res? Yes, I did. So of course I did. I'm a, yeah. You're a pro. You I am a pro Googler. Um, um, my phone background work. is currently Anthony wearing a raglan. Anthony in his in pants. His little Calvin Klein pants. Because, I mean, is ever is Anthony ever... I, I bet they have to ask Anthony p- to put his clothes on. Oh, he's such a tart, honestly. He is. I love it. So there we go. So that's us done for episode 20. You can find us online with Twitter at the Thirst, soundcloud.com forward slash the Thirst pod. You can subscribe and review us on iTunes by searching the Thirst. We're Instagram at the Thirst pod. We're on Tumblr, the thirstpod.tumblr.com. And you can always email us as well, the thirstpod at gmail.com. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye.